What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks, and I want to say that I am excited that you have joined in with me on the show today. I don't know why, but I feel like I haven't done this in forever. We had Hyphen Weekend at my church this past weekend, and it has been crazy busy, but crazy good. Today, we're going to be talking about life in the shadows, and I would love to explain to you what I mean in just a few moments. So let's cue the intro and have the conversation. Thanks for joining in, guys. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks. I want you to know that I'm grateful that you're here with me. And again, I want to welcome you to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. Let's go. What's up, guys? Man, I really, I really love that beat. It's one of my favorite ones. I want to say that I am stoked that you are with me. I'm excited about what I feel like the Lord has been dealing with with me today. I want to share with you. I don't know what it is lately, but the Lord has really been dealing with me, and and I feel like maybe this week I have prayed less with my mouth as far as talking and, and opening my mouth and saying things, and I have opened up my spirit for whatever, and, I, and maybe this is a seasonal kind of thing, or maybe this is something that God is taking me into, but for whatever reason, lately, I, I, I've listened a lot more um, and the Lord has truly talked to me, I feel, and, 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 and sort of imparted things into my, into my spirit and into my brain. I've been able to uh, dissect certain areas of the word and dissect certain areas that, uh, that are in the, in the Bible and, and different concepts, but, but things that I'm just like, I know the Lord said this stuff to me. He, and, and, and I, I guess I need to, to to listen more often. I guess is what the Lord is trying to tell me. But I want to share share with you a couple of scriptures um, that the Lord put into my spirit, and then I want to share them with you. Um, the Bible says, and I just completely just moved everything in my phone uh, when I started to read this. But here we go. The the Bible says in Acts chapter five, verse number fifteen, it says that. Well, let's go verse 12. Verse 12 says, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Now, Acts 2.38 has happened. The Holy Ghost has came. Repentance has come. And people are being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, as the Bible says. And then we read on in verse 12, And they were all in one accord. Everybody can say one accord in Solomon's porch. And the rest does... No man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them. They're they're all in one cord on Solomon's porch, and God is just pouring out. Thousands of thousands of people are receiving the gifts of the Holy Ghost. If you want, I'm going to side note this, if you want to see God do things in your ministry and you want to see God do things in your hyphen group or in your office where you work or the factory you work at or whatever, you're going to have to be in one accord with the Spirit. It's, there's no way around it. You can't do your own thing. You have to, as I've started to do even more so this week, listen to God to see what he wants to do. When all this stuff is happening in Acts, it's happening, it's being poured out. I mean, people start selling everything and giving things to the church. You got Philip over there disappearing. He's there, and then he's not. And then you, you, 
the Lord is doing all sorts of things, and that's what he wants to do for the for the modern-day church right now. That's got to be revisited. we got to see those kind of things. But the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we get in one accord with the Spirit. All right, and then we're going to go to verse 13. And the rest, and of the rest, does no man join himself to them. We just read that, but the people magnified. Verse 14, and believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And there came out of the multitudes of the city round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one of them. I started really thinking about this this morning. I I, I don't know what it was, but I was, I was driving in my mind. I just... I got to this place in my life that I just want, I want God to talk to me. I want him to explain things to me. I want him to get into a dialogue with me. We, we, we can have a monologue with God. We can say stuff to God and talk and talk and talk, but not listen and allow God's spirit to speak back to us. And that's a monologue. And God is looking for a dialogue. He, he wants to talk with us. He wants to have a relationship with us. And so this week especially, and a lot of it probably has to do with my crash from Hyphen Weekend because Hyphen Weekend is a highlight, but it also it, it takes a lot of energy to put on. And so a lot of my time I've just been putting my brain and my spirit and my, you know, just kind of in his hands and praying, but, but giving in my mind as well. And while doing so, I came across this scripture in my mind. He brought it to my scripture, or brought it to my scripture. See, I'm still sleeping. He brought it to my spirit, the scripture where it says that they laid people in the streets so that maybe Simon Peter's shadow would 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 overshadow them. I thought, man, that is that is a wild concept to think about. Could you imagine just bringing somebody that, you know, like, I don't know, the sick, they were vexed, whatever, and just kind of laying them in the street and like, listen, bro, you don't got to pray for them. Just sort of walk by and your, and your shadow touch them. Could you imagine explaining that to your friend? Like, hey, man, this guy, he may pray for you, but he he, he might not. There's a lot of people, and he's just going to kind of walk by in his shadow. Try to try to get small. Like, if you're a big guy, just get small. Uh, get skinny, you know, and uh, and try to fit into his shadow so that his shadow can overshadow you. Because if it does, we believe that you'll be healed. And I'm thinking, what in the world, what kind of story would that be? Like, can these people walk? The ones that were healed, were they sick? Did did Could they walk? Did you force them down there? Like, all these scenarios start happening in my mind, and I'm thinking, Excuse me, my, and my mind starts chasing all these rabbits, and I don't know how your mind works, but I started chasing all these rabbits, and in my brain, I'm just thinking, man, this is what the shadow could do of Simon Peter. So in my brain, obviously, this is what happens. He walks by. He's full of faith. He's full of the Holy Ghost, and he walks by these people, and, and they're expecting something. They're looking for something, and, and and or they're just in the right place at the right time. Somebody else knew that they that, that they could experience this, and, and they brought them there, and they said, if you'll just come here because I'm asking you to, you will see. And sure enough, Simon Peter walks by, and they, they got an issue they're dealing with, and, the, and they are overshadowed, and all of a sudden, the Bible says that every single one of them were healed. And I thought, man, I wonder how many times you and I have struggled inviting people to church. 
like we think, man, I don't know if they want to come to church. They 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 seem like they got it all together or I don't know if they would even come. They don't look like they got it together at all. And they're not interested. Maybe it's on one side of the spectrum or the other. And we're thinking like, I don't know. I don't know. But then I, this this really caused me to think about the shadows. Because the shadows are, are, are it's a place of uh, things that are unexpected. Like, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I think there are scriptures to back this up to where, People who said, all right, we got to get to Jesus and we can tear a roof off. We might have even talked about it on this podcast. We'll tear the roof off and we'll lower this person in. That was their faith getting their friend healed. So even if someone comes to church not expecting anything, they can still leave because they were in the street and they met the shadow. Does that make sense? Am I saying that clearly? Like I hope that I'm... Um, imputing this or, or, or getting this across the right way um, because I feel like a lot of times we struggle thinking they don't, they're, they're not going to be able to be touched or they're not going to be able to be healed because they're not expecting it or they're not that, you know, I can only do so much and, and then they have to, and there is merit to that thought, but there's also merit to the thought of, if I can just get them in the shadow of the church, if I can just get them in the shadow of the preaching on Sunday, if I can just get them in the shadow of worship, if I can just get them in the shadow of what I have, if I can just get them in the shadow of what I feel when I'm dealing with stuff, if I can just get them in the shadow of all the things that God has done for me and the shadow of all the being of God is in my life, then God can heal them. God can touch their mind. I I wanted to, to to title this today something about shadows because I thought that it would be interesting for somebody to scroll past and see shadows and be like, oh, I, maybe I should listen to that. But life in the shadows is often looked at as something that is bad, living behind somebody's shadow. But 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 in this case and in this scenario and in this point, I think it's a good thing. If I can, again, bring somebody to church, because we look, we, we look at situations and we look at people and we think, man, we don't, I don't know if there's a lot of help. I don't, or I, I don't know if there's a chance for, for me to help them, or I don't know if there's a chance for them to even be helped because they're so out of their mind or they're so hard-headed or they're so this or they're so that. You, I can't tell you of how many stories I've heard of people who go into a church. My brother told me, I, I, I had never heard his testimony before, but he told me, he had, he had prayed through a year or two before I did, and he told me he, he went into the church for, for a different reason. He didn't go to the church because he was going to church. He went to church because of a girl who is his wife now. But he went because he was trying to get back into this girl's good graces. And he told me, I went into the church and I sat on the back row he went into the shadow. That's what happened. And while he was sitting in the shadow, he's on the back row. The singers sing. All this has happened, and the preacher starts to preach. And all of a sudden, while he's in the shadow, God starts to speak to him. And he, he told me out of his own mouth, he said, I can't to this day tell you what Brother Telly preached when I was sitting there. He said, all I know is that I was dying for him to finish preaching his message because I wanted to run to the altar to receive forgiveness, to receive a touch, to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
And the reason why that was possible was because he got into the shadow of the church. He got into the shadow of the preached word of God where faith was mixed with the expectation of somebody's faith, somebody's expectation. Somebody did something, and then then there were worshipers who were set, and then there was a preacher who was preaching, and then there was a God who who, who habitated that place. And when all those things mixed together in the shadow, somebody's soul was saved. My brother's soul was saved. And because of that, my soul was saved. He's the one that got me into church. So I want to encourage you, if you can walk somebody into the shadow of your hyphen group, if you can walk somebody into the shadow of the foyer of your church, if you can walk somebody in the, in the shadow of a worship set, if you can walk somebody into the shadow of the preach word of God, then your faith and their expectation and somebody else's praise and something, all these things that start to blend together. I can promise you that something will start happening. We like to call it supernatural. We don't want to sound weird or nothing like that, but God is a spirit. He's a supernatural being. So he is not flesh and blood like you and me. He is supernatural. Things that were po- that are not possible for us are possible for him because he is the creator. There's no end and beginning for him. He is Everything, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher of our faith, that's who he is. And he casts a large shadow, a shadow so big that when Simon Peter received the revelation and then Simon Peter himself receives the gifts of the Holy Ghost, praying in the upper room, 120, cloven tongues of fire, hits the room, boom, they roll out in the street, and he tells them, look, we look drunk because this looks crazy, but it ain't nothing like you've ever imagined. We didn't pay for this. We didn't go to the, the store and buy this. Jesus paid for this on a cross, and he died for our sins, and he resurrected, and he ascended, and now he has come as a comforter. And we have received the gift of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. In the shadow of God, amazing things happened. My brother's life was changed because of it. And because of that, by proxy, my life was changed of it. I'm telling you, hyphen of Mississippi, hyphen of the, uh, of the nation, hyphen of the globe, and anybody else, do not underestimate the shadow of God. Do not underestimate the worship of well, the worship, the shadow of your worship in your church. Do not underestimate the shadow of the preaching in your church. Do not underestimate the witness of yourself on your job, the witness of yourself in school, the witness of yourself wherever you find yourself. Don't underestimate the shadow because the shadow has more than you in it. The shadow has him in it. And the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I truly believe that God still heals. I truly believe that God is still all-powerful. I truly believe that God can do anything. Just like Simon Peter walking by and that physical shadow covering a person and God saying, that's enough for me. Let him get in this shadow. So I want to encourage you, Hyphen, and I want to encourage anybody else listening. 
if you have doubted the shadow of God, if you have doubted what he can do and what you can do just by being full of his spirit and walking in the direction in which he is wanting us to walk, I want to sort of, I don't know, give you a little shake and say, hey, let me remind you that there was a day that the Holy Ghost poured out into the streets of Jerusalem. And people started asking questions like, what must we do to be saved? And Simon Peter said, well, you repent and you're baptized, and you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And then ye shall, which is a promise, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then it starts to flow. Boom, boom, boom. A thousand here, a thousand there, a thousand here. And all of a sudden you're rolling through 3,000. And then all of a sudden you got people like Simon Peter walking past everybody. And the shadow of the man of God heals somebody. I believe that your shadow is big enough to heal somebody's insecurities. I believe that your shadow is big enough to touch somebody's body. I believe that because he's the same God and it's the same Holy Ghost. And Simon Peter was a man just like you and me. The only difference between him him and me or the difference between a, a, a person like that and, and us. And maybe this is not the difference. Maybe there is a difference. He was a man of revelation. He had received revelation of God. But we've received revelation of God. And if you have not received revelation of God, I want you to start praying, God, I'm a human just like Simon Peter. I've received the gift of the Holy Ghost just like Simon Peter. And you're the same God as you were yesterday, today, and forever. So I want you to empower me. And then mix that with faith and believe. And then you start to expect. And I promise you, you will start to see things that you have never seen before. Because that is the hour, my friend, in which we live. God is getting ready to do the work. In fact, he's ready to do the work right now. The question is not if the harvest is ready. He said, but I'm looking maybe for the laborers. I will work. The question is, which one of you will believe enough to let me? Which one of you, trust me, which one of you are crazy enough to look at all this and say, you know what? I think he can do it. I think he can come through just like he always has. Hyphen. Take these words, apply them to your life, apply them, and watch what God will do. Not tomorrow, not yesterday. Watch what God will do right here, right now. I'm so glad that you joined me. I pray that this blesses you. I pray that this projects you into that next dimension because that's where God is looking for the church to go and he wants to use us to to do that so I love you all very much I'm praying for you daily I want to thank you for joining me and I can't wait to see you next week love you God bless